was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 57. <laughs> yes. And this one is a little bit special. Um, I had to bring in a friend, right? Mm. We've talked about teams. We've like hinted at systems. Um, but for sure, we've talked about how to make a business to be right. successful. And I had a call in my friend because I still, the running joke is, I still don't know what you do. I just know you do something with systems and you work with a lot of like really important brands, but I don't <laughs> know what you do. So I love it. Right. So if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, because you wouldn't, it's Connie Falls. <laughs> All right. And uh, Moose, how you feeling about this episode? Hey, man, I'm always excited to uh, to talk systems and such. So this should be good. I was uh, watching the interview that you sent me on her. And uh, oh, she said, don't forget the S because the S is for systems. So I'm mm. like, OK, OK, got you. Got Slight you. OK. And so, when, yeah, when we say the name. OK, bet. Yeah, no, this is going to be good. So let's just get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So you already know what time it is. It is the review of the week. All right. And this one says nothing but gems or diamonds. However, you feel like doing this. I started listening slash watching, watching, watching. Wow. Watching Nikki and Moose <laughs> a month ago in every episode, every there is always some nuggets dropped that every person slash brand can utilize. The strategies are tangible and easy to execute and implement. And the lives hmm. are fire. <laughs> okay. They have become one of the top podcasts slash YouTube lives I've never missed. Wow. We out wow. here. We out here. That's, what's up. that's, that's, what's that's up. the first yeah, that's review cool. that talks about the live. I feel very good. Yeah, that's real. Mention both of them. That's right. Yeah. Right. For real. So uh, continue to leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts and Podchasers. We love you. We appreciate you. And shout out to all our audio listeners and YouTube viewer. viewer. I can't even talk today. What's wrong with me? It's okay. Viewers. You got to warm up. It's early. Yeah, right. You gotta, it's, it's, it's a different a day. Bit. It's a different. I'm not used to today. <laughs> I'm not. But it's all good. Uh, so um, before I bring this uh, lovely individual in, I'm just going to let you know, this is going to be a different type of podcast. Because there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of conversations. It's not going to be normal interview back and forth. We're gonna we're gonna talk to this human being because I talk to her all the time. Moose is gonna get to know her. There may be some jokes. I'm just letting you know we're gonna be talking to Connie. There she What's is. Up, Connie? Hi, how are you, Nikki? I'm good. How are you? doing awesome i ain't gonna forget about you moose hey moose 
What up? What up? <laughs> what up? What up? Anyways, can can you let can you let the people know who you are, ma'am? Absolutely. I am Connie S. Falls, and the S is for systems. I spent the last 14 years creating operational systems for creative entrepreneurs. What does that mean? Policy, process, procedures, you know, all that stuff on the background that helps you sustain your business. I create all of that. So that's what I've been doing for the last uh, decade and some change. Hmm. Um, can, can we flex on them a little bit? Just a little bit? Can, uh, just, I know. I know. I, I didn't say ahead. I didn't say nothing about your materialistic stuff. I didn't say that. I said <laughs> I meant I meant the clients. Can you name some of the clients that you have? Um, I've had some pretty dope clients over the years. So we could go all the way back to creating a hundred million dollar program for Dell to Department of Interior, Department of Justice. If you're thinking of people that you're used to seeing online, you may know Mrs. Two Weeks Out, who is Helani uh, Lobdell with her brand Body Envy. You know Alex Good Energy. You probably know Wall Street Trapper. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of really, really dope people that I have an opportunity to work with because they trust the fact that I care about their businesses and making sure that they're sustainable when it comes to systems. Since this is all about systems, Moose. Start it off. Yeah, no, I mean, it's dope. I was telling, um, I, I kind of said it on the intro a little bit, Kanye. I was watching uh, an interview I think you did with a young lady. Her name was Christina, I believe. And I was yeah. just kind of listening to, you know, of course, your story and how you got into it. And I had, uh, I'm, I actually met you for the first time. We probably connected, I'm sure, online uh, over the years. But I, I met you in person in Atlanta when we were down there last month. And um, and you walked in with your daughter and I kind of really appreciated like the dynamic. It was it wasn't a typical like mom daughter relationship. It was almost like a friend to friend relationship. And you were really treating her like a business partner. So, you know, before we jump into it, just talk to us about, you know, maybe a little bit of your story, your why. But more importantly, like your why, why systems? So my daughter actually is my business partner. She is the vice president of our company. That part is very important. So when we go to events like that, and by the way, my daughter's 11. So let's put that, make sure mm-hmm, that that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, in there. Yeah. She's, she's oh, been rolling well, with first me. First of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. Mm-mm. Wait, 11 vice president. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm letting that part out. Her daughter is younger. Yeah, I'm not saying like, yeah, her daughter is, you know, 20 something. Yeah, indeed. Okay, yep, there you go. So it's it's important that I bring her to these kinds of events because me growing up, especially where I'm from, I'm from Fresno, California. In my city, we had 17 black students in my high school, right? We graduated 17 of us in my class. So for me to be able to now be in an environment where I'm surrounded by amazing minority Black-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, it's something I didn't see growing up. So it's imperative to me that when I'm talking about generational wealth and building something that's going to outlive me, that my daughter is able to see it real time. So for me, bringing her to events like that, being able to see the number one speaker in the entire world stand on stage and not just speak but also pray over people. That part is imperative to me. To me, I need her to be able to see that the clients that we work with, they're on stage, they're working, they're in the background. I work with 
uh, Ryan with Reels Design. Like that's important that she's able to see him actually working and doing what he does. So all of that comes together when we get to go to these live events. So absolutely, it's imperative that I have her with me. And the reason that I got into system, do you want me to keep going? On? You know, I'll yeah, yeah, go. Um, the reason why I got into operational systems is one that's I've always struggled with ADHD. So I am the little Adderall kid that would bounce off the walls. It's always running around and super excited all the time, which kind of I'm trying to be calm right now. But um, <laughs> I was that kid very much so. And I remember struggling with knowing what to do when I woke up in the morning. And I mean, that still happens some days now. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that same thing. So me not knowing, one of the, one of the side effects of having ADHD is a struggle with prioritizing. So you wake up in the morning, you don't know what tasks to do first. You can't figure out who should be responsible for what. You feel all the onus on, your, on yourself of every task that goes on in your business. What ends up happening is that we get overwhelmed. So when we're overwhelmed, we have struggles with hiring. When we hire people, we hire the wrong people. And then we end up hiring the wrong people. And then we fire them because we didn't lead them in the right way. So the only correlation for me was how do I help people with my deficit? So since I have a struggle with organization that's in my own head, um, what I decided to do was create a business that helped and filled in that blank. So if I'm able to create the processes for the business, it's something that my clients are able to duplicate and therefore delegate. So that's how I actually started in the system space. Expect a lot of air horns, people. I'm sorry. In advance. You hear me? I'm sorry in advance. Okay. So he, here's my question, right? If if you struggled with organization, like, in your head, like, I've seen you, like, just walk up and, like, I'm going on, I'm going on vacation. I'm going here. I'm going there. But how do you, how are you so structured? But... You can't organize stuff. I'm so confused. I want to know more. I just, how did you get here? So, so let me explain operational systems to you because there's a difference between the operational and digital. So what I do is the operational side, right? Yeah. Because I don't want to work hard. I've done all the grinding and hustling and I've, I've stayed up all night long and I've done all that grinding and stuff. I've grinded myself into the ground. I've grinded myself into anxiety. I've hustled myself into depression. I've done all of that crap before. I'm a whole grown person. I didn't work my ass off for many years. So my goal now is to figure out how do I get the most done with the least amount of effort? The only way I can do that is by taking everything that's in my brain and documenting it on paper so that way I can give it to somebody else so they can go do it so I can go on vacation. So I don't, what people are seeing right now with the social media thing, because I mean, for this to be year, year 14, the last two years is the first time you'll see me publicly talking about what I did. This is the first time people really even know what I do. Just like with, with you, I'm Tommy. I'm the, you ain't got no job, right? So yeah. nobody's known what I did. And that was intentional because I love the fact that you had to be referred in order to come and work with me. That way I cut back on chargebacks. I cut back on people, knowing the people that were coming to me, they had me in their budget. I know that I was needed in their life and they were overwhelmed and ready to make a change. So for me to be able to have only referrals for my business, it was great. But I also understand that there are masses out there that actually need these services. People look at my social media now and they're like, oh, Connie's drinking champagne out the bottle on a yacht. Yes, 
because I worked for a whole lot of years. I worked for a decade to make sure that I was putting processes on paper so that way I can delegate them to somebody on my team so that way I don't have to do it. So yes, you're going to see the yacht. Yes, you're going to see Champagne Connie out here in these streets. Yes, I'm having the time of my life now because I invested the time early to make sure that I was documenting my processes and my systems so that way somebody else can run my company for me. Hmm. Can can I ask Hmm. a follow-up? Can I ask a follow-up, Moose, real quick? Please do. Okay. I'm not, there's no jokes yet. We we only we only a few minutes in. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. So, this this may be me going a little bit ahead, um, but with the champagne and yacht lifestyle, right? Do you use that as a tactic to get clients? As far as like, yo, how did you get on that? Well, I have systems. Nope, you just show your life. Praise God. Okay, that was my question. She's shaking her head no, people, for all our audience. Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. So I am very much a uh, private person when it comes to my regular life. But I also know that there are folks out here, especially those that struggle with anxiety, depression, ADHD, that have kids, that are single moms, that are mompreneurs. I know that there are more people that are like me than not. So for me to be able to say, hey, if me from the little country town that I'm from that grew up in the hood that's been through more trauma than the average human, if I can do it, so can you. This isn't a, hey, y'all, look at my Fendi bag. Don't you like purses? Don't you want to be on a yacht? You too can have a yacht. No, here's what you can have, peace of mind. What I'm Mm. showing you is that I can Mm. sit on a beach and I could just be quiet without my thoughts racing, without me being worried about if my business was going to tank, without me wondering if invoices were still going to get paid, without me worrying and having an anxiety attack every time I leave the house without a laptop. I'm showing you my journey. So this isn't a sales tactic for me. This is really my real life that I've busted my ass to be able to get to. So I understand that there's lifestyle marketers and people that do like that's not that's not my thing. My thing is I want everybody. It's really low key selfish. I really want everybody to go get systems so that way everybody can go and play with me. Like I don't I don't need Nikki behind the camera. I don't need Nikki doing all this hard work. I I, I need you to hire somebody to go do your job so that way you can come and hang out with me. Hello, selfish me. <laughs> See why I, asked I that love moves? the champagne, Connie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the champagne, Connie. That's what's up. I love it. I love it. Hey, t- take us into your process a little bit, Connie, because I think that um, part of the reason why people don't have systems, right? And, and and I think this stuff to me comes natural. So maybe for individuals like you and I, it's a little bit natural. So we tend to downplay how it works. But I think a lot of the times people don't really hire a professional to help them put these things in place is because they don't really know what a, a, a right set of procedures should look like or what the, the standard, op- you know, when we say SOP, they don't even know what that really looks like when it's complete, when it's done right, when it's working for you. So they think that what they have is, is right. It's like, no, no, I got it. Like, don't you mean that they got to call me and I got to say yes and then they go and do it? That, that's a that's a procedure right there. What's, what's that? So talk to us a little bit about that process to kind of give people almost like a, a cheat sheet, right? Something to work off of that lets you know, oh, yeah, no, no, that you you might need to go ahead and, and, and hire a professional for this. So 
systems is a new word in our community, right? There, if you look back a few years, you won't see anybody online talking about operational systems. And I know, and I'm grateful to be a leader in this space when it comes to the operational side, because everybody is excited about the tools. I want to do at, I just found out what a CRM is. I just want to, you know, do Facebook and Instagram ads. They're just learning all these words because we're just learning how to create businesses in the first place. Most of us are first generational entrepreneurs. So I know the struggle. So one, because I know how scary the word systems is, because normally when we think of system, we're thinking of something digital. We're thinking about TVs. We're thinking about robotics. We're thinking about the tough, scary things. That's why I, my page is light, why it's fun. It's not just here are standard operating procedures, but because it, it scares people away. The easiest way to think about systems is the way you want your business run. Your business is a system. How does it run? What are the steps that need to happen in order for your business to run? Right. That's the that's the big, scary thing, taking systems down and being able to say it's just how it runs. Right. So when we're talking about first steps for people. And I know it's going to sound crazy. And folks be like, especially in Clubhouse. I remember the Clubhouse days back in the beginning. They'd be like, drop a gym, Connie, drop a gym. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, they love you. And I'm like, oh, God. But guess what I would say? Write it down. Write it down. Mm. Hey, you're having trouble trying to figure out how to hire somebody. OK, what did you tell them to do? Yeah, well, I just told them, okay, was it, was it written down? No, I mean, they should write it down. I don't care what job you get hired at. Guess what you're going to get? An employee handbook. Guess what else you're going to get? The operational playbook on how the business operates. You're going to get documentation in your hand, on your email, in a CR. You're going to get documentation that tells you how to run these folks' business. I don't care if it's McDonald's, Right. So the steps that are super, super easy to be able to do in order to start the systems journey, write it down. Find one task that you're tired of doing, that you don't want to do no more. It can be just one thing. Let's say, for example, it's social media management because everybody hates doing social media. Don't nobody want to post all day. Nobody wants to do reels and do it all. Nobody wants to do this. So guess what? You can actually hire somebody else to do this. But I can't just call and be like, let's say Nikki does reels and she does reels for people. We know you don't do that, Nikki. So don't, don't cuss yeah, me don't out. Do so, don't, don't put I that know. out so, there in the atmosphere. <laughs> don't do that. So, so let's just pre- pretend this person named Tiki uh, does reels for people. What? If I say, hey, Tiki, I need you to create a reel for me. And then I hang up the phone. Did you give any instruction? Now, what if this imaginary person named Tiki does reels different than the way you want it done? Did you give them any direction? No. So you still have to give people steps. Let's make it even easier. Let's talk about babies. Because everybody thinks their business is their baby and it's not. And that's a whole different conversation. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings today. So because your business is not your baby, let's just pretend like it is for a second. How many of us have a newborn baby? You get the baby. You're like, oh, this is so cute. I love it so much. And somebody says, hey, can I watch your baby? And you just go give it to him. And then you walk out the door. No. That's not, that's not the way you take care of your baby. You give them very, I don't care. I don't care how many children you've ever watched in your entire life. There's no way I'm going to hand over my baby and just let you do with it the way that you will. You No, you're going to follow the directions that I give you because I know how my baby needs to be taken care of. We have to use that yeah. same process when it comes to our ba- to our business. So if I hand you over my baby and I say, hey, I know you've been taking care of businesses. I know you say that you know how to do reels. I know you know how to do marketing. I know you know how to do email management. But here's what I need from you. And here are the steps I need for you to be able to do it. Step one is I need you to go to Gmail. I don't use Microsoft Outlook. 
guess what? I know your last employer used Outlook. That's not what I use. I need you to go to this email. I need you to use this password. I need you to log into this piece. Like all of these are the steps that go into teaching somebody how to take over the tasks that are in your business. So that way you can focus on the impact in your business. Man, that's good. That's good. Moose, you got follow up? I don't know. It's very. Actually, I, I, you, know, you know what, though? Let me ask this real quick then, Connie, if you go there. How do we how do we get people to to actually buy in and and, and follow them? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like there's somebody out there listening like, OK, Connie, hold up. But I tried that. But they just never read them or they don't do it. You know, like, is that part of the process too? talk about that a little bit? First of all, no, they didn't. They didn't write them down. Mm. No, they didn't. First of all, that, that first of all, <laughs> no, they right. First of all, no, they didn't. They, they, they definitely didn't write it down. I have done this for 14 years and there has only been one company that has come to me to update their operational systems. And that was Keon of Smooth and Groove. He is the only company in 14 years that already had documented operations on how every step of their company ran. He just came to me for the accountability for it. And I'm talking about thousands of companies. I've gone from, I've done strip clubs and record labels all the way up to Dell. Everybody that's in between those two places, everybody between a billion dollars and no dollars has not written it down except for one single company that I've worked with ever. So first of all, no, they don't have it written down. Secondly, if you did write it down, that meant that you took the time to realize how hard it is to do something that you think is simple. There's an exercise I do in my workshop where I have people give me the directions on how to open a car door. I say, you know what? We'll get a free car if you can give me the instructions from inside this building to turn on your car. 99% of the people skip the fact that I said inside this building. They don't talk about walking to the door. They don't talk about opening the door. They don't talk about what's foot to step in. They don't talk about if I say get into the car, do I get in the back seat, the front seat, the passenger seat? Mm. You miss all these steps because what you think is common sense is not common. Common sense is not common. Documentation is. There's no question on mm. what this paperwork says. C- common sense ruined all of er- everybody in the whole black community, ruined everybody because what we think is common sense is not common to everybody else. If it's not documented, that doesn't, it doesn't matter unless it's on paper. If there's no rules, there's no rules. So one, I know people didn't write it down. Two, if you did write it down, you would have taken the time to realize how hard it is just to complete one simple task, right? And once that one simple task is done and you understand the complexity of something as easy as answering the phone or as complex as answering the phone, when it comes to you teaching somebody else how to do it, you do it with more reverence and more respect, right? So mm. when, you think about, when you think about companies like McDonald's, McDonald's takes one hour to train employees. McDonald's is an international billion dollar company and they're allowing 17 year old kids from urban neighborhoods to run and manage their billion dollar company. Why? Why is it so easy for McDonald's to have the highest turnover rate in the restaurant industry and they're still letting kids from urban neighborhoods who ain't had nobody but their mama tell them what to do in their entire life? It's because they perfected a system. And if you watch the movie Founder, you'll be able to see why that process started, why they started creating these operational systems, 
why when you open, get the fries out of the fryer, you use your right hand instead of your left hand? Because most people in the world are right-handed, so we want you to use your strongest hand to lift the fries out of the grease. Most people are not left-handed. We want you to use your weaker hand in order to shake the salt on there. Those are all processes that fall underneath your system, right? So if McDonald's knows well enough, I only got an hour to train these kids because you know what? It's expensive training people. So we're going to mm-hmm. create what's considered work instructions. So that's the other part about helping people create operational systems that are simple. They're called work instructions. Work instructions are simple, bullet-pointed instructions on how to take care of a task. So guess what happens? McDonald's, it's a billion-dollar company. There's a 17-year-old kid out the hood that's behind the register talking about, what's up? Welcome to McDonald's, y'all. Right? What I'm going to say. Let me me get it on uh, number one. Right? Guess who's on the other side of that register? The picture of number one, number one and a Big Mac. And if I say, let me get um, extra pickles on there. Guess what's on that register? It's a picture of a pickle. And if I push it twice, Mm. it's going to be double pickles. Those are work instructions. They've made it so simple because they know that this 17 year old kid, they're only going to be here for two months or less. And I can't take more than an hour Mm. to be able to help them do something for this task. So For these Black-owned businesses where we love the customer service of places like a Chick-fil-A, we absolutely adore the my pleasure and all those smiles and all that great customer service, but we don't implement those same kind of operational systems in our business. That's where we're lacking. So the easiest way for me to encourage people to start making sure that they're implementing these systems is to look at what they're tired. Look at what what are you tired of? All these Black-owned businesses that you despise and you can't wait. I don't want to spend money with them because they don't know how to. Why? What is it that they didn't do? They didn't have a system in place. Oh, so they didn't open at 10 o'clock when they said that they would on their documentation? That's a broken policy. Oh, they didn't give you the right amount of food. That was... That's a break in their system. So all of this goes back to, again, is a system is just the way your business runs. So I try and make it mm. easier for people to understand because I know it's scary, but it's necessary. I love it. I love it. So we normally talk to personal brands with this whole podcast, right? Now, let's say we have somebody who's like, okay, I'm ready to take my personal brand serious. I got my LLC. I got, you know, this webinar coming out. I got all these things. I got the product. I'm good. When should someone start considering putting systems in place and maybe later down the line, hit you and your team up. Yesterday. They, they, should, <laughs> they should have started yesterday. Because, he, okay, let's, let's talk about you guys, right? So okay. this amazing... Out, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about y'all. So when you first started creating this podcast, one of the things that you talked about on your live was that what are you going to do with this entire journey that you're on with creating this podcast. You said, I'm going to document it. I'm going to show you all every step that I'm going through. I'm going to show you all the struggles that are happening on the back end. I'm going to tell you exactly what, what tools I'm using, what cameras I'm using, how I'm using them. How am I getting the up lights in the background? How am I using the, literally you documented the process of how you created this podcast. Now what happens to the people that are in your crew? They can go and do the exact same thing because you created steps for them to be able to accomplish the same result of creating a podcast. 
Now, are they able to do all the tech stuff that you guys are able to do? No, because it's what you do for a living. But they're yeah. able to do every single thing that you've done on that list. And I've watched your journey. I've watched what you guys have built over this time. I watched the amount of time that you spend into it. And guess what you do in your community? In your community, you tell people, this is how many times you need to post. These are the real types that you need to create. This is da 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 And here's how you create them. Right? So if we're talking about a personal brand, even if it's a personal brand, there's a way that you do it. Nikki and Moose is a personal brand. It's a brand. You see what I'm saying? And if you're trying to tell somebody this is how you create a personal brand, you can package this and go and sell it to somebody else. You could, because investors invest into systems. So if, some, if a larger comp- company came to you guys and said, hey, I see what you guys did. I've watched this journey that you've been on. I want to invest into your company and I want to scale it, right? What is it going to take to scale your company? It's going to take people. Right. It's going to take more than whoever is running the background of the podcast is going to if we're going and, and, and showing it to a gazillion people. And now we want to have 100 hosts, uh, guests per week. It's going to take more people. And if you can't tell them exactly how things are supposed to run, they can't help you. So what will you have to do? You'll have to document. Here's how you set up the camera in every guest house. Here's how you set up the lighting in every house. Here's how you do every single task that goes along with creating this podcast, even helping your own. So that way they can duplicate your success. So even with personal brands, it's still something that's imperative when it, cause they're, you're still a business. And if you want investors to come in, you want to be able to scale, you want to be able to grow. Like that part is important because again, if you're not documenting it, nobody can help you. I don't care if you just need an admin. You guys understand how editors are supposed to edit these videos, mm-hmm. right? You understand exactly what task needs to happen in order for it to happen. But guess what? Somebody used to work with another speaker, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I've done podcasts before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to do that. And they go set all your stuff up wrong, wrong in your eyes. But because you didn't train them properly because you had no documented processes, what ends up happening? They set it up the way that the last person that they work with. And and that's not the way that you work. That's not how you take care of your baby. That's why even as a Mm. personal brand, you have to document the way you want your your business run. I don't care if it's a virtual assistant. If you hire somebody just to check your emails, how many times do you want your emails checked? What what emails should go to spam? What folders should they go to? All of this is, I, I, I don't want it to sound super complicated. I want people to understand that this is, this is something that, that we do every day. Whether it's how we brush our teeth in the morning, whether it's how we get in our car and start our car in the morning, everything involved in the, is a process, even when it comes to personal brands. That's good, Connie. Did you, did you see why good. I brought her? Did you saw why I brought her? That's a good Connie. word. Yep. No, for sure. Hey, hey. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love it. Now, hey, uh, and, and just so that, you know, people understand that you're a real person, right? You mentioned ADHD earlier. Talk about just some of the struggles. 14 years is a long time, right? Like, I don't know that people really recognize, because I think now that you, as you mentioned, like, now that entrepreneurship is being almost glamorized or it's becoming a new popular thing, people are expecting that the lifeline or the, 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 the climb to the top is a couple of months, it's a couple of weeks, maybe it's a year, right? So 14 years. Talk about some of the lessons and maybe the, just the, the big challenges that you've kind of encountered along the way. I'm sure they've you know, contributed to where you are now, but, but give us some of the ones that stand out. Like, damn, when I look back on my journey, 14 years, yeah, there's a lot, but this one here, yeah, th- this was big. So I think there's a lot. 
I've done a lot of over these mm-hmm. years and 14 years is a lot. So thank you for saying that because most businesses fail within um, 70% of businesses are done within 10 years. You're just out of here. And when they use those stats, just as a sidebar, when they use the stats of small business, they're not talking about businesses that are making a hundred thousand and 500 and 900 million dollars. They're talking about businesses that make less than 30 million dollars. That means if you make $29,999,999.99, you're considered a small business. So when we see those stats mm. about, oh, small business success and failure, if you make under $30 million, you're still considered a small business. So understand that businesses even making $29 million in revenue are still failing at 70, 70% by the year 10. Wow. So I'm very grateful yeah, and blessed to be able to have made it this long. Um, and then talking about some of the struggles that I've had are... I think the first one was self-doubt and and really being nervous about talking about what my skills were and talking about what I was good at. I think analysis paralysis, which is when you just think so much, you don't do nothing. Like when you just sit in bed, mm-hmm. those days where you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I have so much to do. And then you just don't do nothing at all. Those days, that's analysis paralysis. I think that hurt me a lot, especially in the beginning, because I knew what I was doing. and I knew the amount of people that I had helped. But I still was so nervous about taking action. That's even the same reason why it's taken me so long when it came to my course. I really wanted to make sure that it was all inclusive. It was really great that I sat on it for years. And I'm sure that I'll be disappointed um, if I don't bring out something that God put on my heart to be able to do. So the analysis paralysis really worked on it. And one of the solutions to that was therapy, going and talking to somebody other than myself. Because, you know, we'd be at home convincing ourselves all kind of stuff, Right. Because we don't, there's nobody that we talk to more than we talk to ourselves, whether we say it out loud or it's just internal. So having therapy and going and talking to a therapy that really believed in me and the journey that I was trying to build and encouraged me to be able to step out and gave me actionable steps, um, that really helped me, especially in the beginning and even to this day. Another big issue that I ran into was comparison, right? So especially when I, when, you know, I got into year six or seven, I didn't call myself a consultant until about year seven. So by then I've worked with Dell, I've worked with, I have a government contracting company that functions on its own. So I'm working with the Department of Justice, Department of Interior, Department of Indian Affairs. I'm working with all of these government agencies. And I, I still, like, I, like I, would, I was just nervous. You know what I'm saying? So trying to talk myself out and understanding that when I walked into a room, I was the only woman and I was the only black person. So I was 100% the only black woman in many of the rooms that I would go into. So me going to these conferences and it's all white, white men, 56 and above year old white men. And it's just me as a black girl, like, hi. Yeah, I'm building all these uh, million dollar contracts right along with y'all. Hey, how you doing? And they would ask me, oh, well, where's your boss? Right. So that feeling of comparison and feeling like maybe I wasn't good enough and I couldn't do it made me self-doubt. Right. So that was one of the issues that I had. And what I had to realize is that I was supposed to be in those rooms. I'm the apple of God's eye. I'm just as awesome and amazing. I'm made in his image. And I had to make sure that I remembered that during those moments where I didn't feel like I fit into the room. I had to realize that, yo, I'm supposed to be here. That's something Trap just talked about the other day. I am supposed to be in this room. Maybe y'all shouldn't be here. I'm the one that's bringing more people along that look like me. I'm hiring minority-owned, veteran-owned, women-owned companies to come and subcontract with me. Like, that part was important to me. And that recognition of fear versus I'm supposed to be here. 
And then the mm-hmm. one of the last things that I really recognized was my biggest problem was my time. So for as great as I am at telling everybody else what to do, I was not managing my time well. And what ended up happening was I was making a ton of money. I was doing extremely great financially. And it wasn't until I was literally sitting on my, because again, I'm a little ADHD kid and so is my daughter. So I'm surprised I haven't walked off in the middle of this interview because my attention span is very short. But (laughs) I know. So I'm uh, literally in my house. My daughter's five. She's between four and five years old. And we don't ever sit down. We're like, you should see the house half the time. We just tear it all up. We just have all the fun. And she's sitting on the couch next to me and I'm bidding on contracts. I'm doing my thing. Right. And she's not, she's just sitting there and I'm like, what, what's wrong? She's like, Oh, uh, I said, is anything wrong? She's like, yes. What's wrong? She was like, well, we always tell the truth. Right. Which is our agreement. I said, of course. Like, well, I was wondering, do you love your business more than you love me? She said, Mm. what? It's like, do you, do you love that? And she points to my laptop that's in my lap more than you love Ashley. And I was like, no, why would you think that? Like, well, you hold your phone and that more than you hold Ashley. And as I'm holding my phone with my laptop in my lap, looking in my child's face, I realized that she was right. I was showing her that I loved this more than I loved her in action. Feeling, I'm doing this for her. I'm hustling for her. I'm doing everything out here. I'm making this money for her. We balling out. You can go anything. You can buy anything you want to. But that didn't matter. What mattered was that when I talked to her, I talked to her over my phone. When I replied to her, I replied to her over my email. But I replied to that email before I replied to her. And that's embarrassing. And it hurts me to even say out loud. And I hate that story, but I do understand my life is for testimony. On that day, I apologized because I believe in apologizing to children. Because I was wrong. And I told my daughter that I was sorry and I would never let that happen again. And for the first time in all of my business, I turned my phone all the way off. Not turned the volume off. I powered my phone off. I closed my laptop. I gave her a hug. We prayed and we went to the zoo. I actually have that picture that's on my Instagram. We went to the zoo. We had a wonderful time. And the whole time we were walking around, she kept grabbing both of my hands. She said, you know how your phone, you know how your phone. And I was like, look at the impact. Look at the impact that this has had on my child at four and five years old that she knows that I don't go anywhere without my phone in my hand. How many days has she been thinking about this? How many years has she looked at me and said, I wish you would hold both of my hands? That affected me more than any other thing I've ever done. On that day, I took her home, put her in the bathtub, put her in the bed, and I bawled my head off. Like, I bawled hysterically in the kitchen on the floor, like that heaving ball. And I was like, God, I'm sorry. I I didn't know what to do. And I would pray, and I was like, yo, what am I supposed to do? And it was like, you need help. And I was like, I'm doing therapy, Lord. What else you need? He's like, no, you need help. So for as much, I I was a hypocrite in that space. Because for as mm-hmm. much as I hire for other people, so as much as I help other people acquire other people to be on their team, as much as I invest into other people's businesses to make sure that they had an amazing group of people that were supporting them, I hadn't done it for myself. On that day, I shut down four of my businesses, which I was running five to six at the same t- at the time. I shut down four of them and I was like, I'm going to focus on downloading everything that's in my brain and for every task that I don't have to do, that I'm not called to do, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to delegate it to somebody else, but I have to write it down because nobody can do it like me. 
if I don't tell them how to do it. And that's one of the problems with creators is that they feel like nobody can do it like they do, but somebody can. Mm -hmm. You just have to teach them how to do it. So for me, that moment with my daughter was the most pivotal part of my business. And it really made me realize how important family is. Because what happens with, especially with a lot of minority owned businesses is that they get so tied up in the hustle. They get so tied up in in the money. They get so tied up in in being able to see people see them and they have things. They get excited about the cars and the houses and the jets and all this other wonderful stuff. They get excited about seeing that and they forget that they got kids at home. They forget that they have a spouse at home. They forget that they have aging parents. They forget that they're aging themselves. And they're so focused on the hustle and grind of it that you're not actually living and enjoying your life. COVID showed us that we cannot count our own days. We can't. And if we aren't documenting it, how can we have somebody else help us so that way we aren't missing out on our lives? I miss weddings, birthdays, funerals in the name of the hustle, in the name of entrepreneurship. I missed all of that. I missed some of the years of my daughter's life. She she had a fade one day. The next day she had a ponytail. I don't even remember when that happened because I was so busy in this hustle and grind because I'm trying to build for generational wealth. But that's not what generational wealth is. Generational wealth is creating something that's going to be sustainable that lasts the generation after you and those that come after. I will not, I will not die on this earth knowing that I haven't left anything that's going to be left for my daughter's daughter's daughters. I am creating a name for myself. My great, 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 great grandchildren will know my name because I have built a legacy for my family's name to stand on. And because of that day where my daughter was transparent enough to say, how I was treating her as a child, the fact that I wasn't giving her enough attention, that was the pivot. So my goal is for other people to understand the importance of sustainability. Making money is dope right now. Sustainability is even more important. Hmm. I know that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the challenges of 14 years, y'all. There you have it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There you go. Um, I, I don't, I don't even, you see me stuttering. I don't even know if I have to say anything else, uh, but I will. Um, okay. Here's where, here's where I semi do the jokes, but not really. Right. So without saying names, right. Without saying names, give the people an example of a client that, swore up and down that this particular part didn't need your help. And then later on was like, Hey, 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 um, that system thing that, that, that thing you were trying to show me that like explain that. Cause I believe it happened. Not me. No, it didn't happen with me. Okay. It didn't happen. Okay. But, uh, Explain that scenario. It had to happen. It had to. So first of all, that happens more often than it doesn't. Hey. So that, that mo- most people, they are like, oh, Connie, what do you do? I explain exactly what I do because they, I don't. Okay. Let me be clear on the front end. The people that come to me aren't coming to me because they aren't doing well. They're coming to me because they're doing extremely well. They're coming to me because they have done something that they didn't know was even possible and now it's growing exponentially. They're out of the growth phase, and now they're in the scaling phase. And my D explains it the best of the difference between growth and scale. Growth is when your money goes up, expenses go up. Scale is when your money goes up, but your expenses are leveling out. 
So most of the people that even come to me, it's not because, oh my God, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. They're coming to me because they're like, oh my God, this is so great. Please help me get organized because I'm overwhelmed. And so because we talk about it publicly and only because she shares, I'm actually going to talk about who one of the people who uh, Nikki is probably talking about right now, which is Halani, who I absolutely love and adore. <laughs> and I, and I just, She needs to come on the podcast. I, just let her know that. Oh, know. you absolutely... I'll let her know because, and I absolutely love her. And I also want to give a shout out to her husband, Jason Lobdell, who's Mr. Two Weeks Out on Instagram, because he came to me the November of 2019 before I even started working with her. And he said, look, Halani's about to start um, working on a brand called Body Envy. I know she's going to need assistance. I know the importance of it, but Halani's not an entrepreneur like that. She is corporate. If you don't know, she's one of the first black female fire chiefs in the state of Georgia, which is a huge deal. So when it comes to structure and understanding standard operating procedures, she understands that thing because for her, it's life or death, right? So she has an understanding about why standard operation, standard operating procedures are important. But for her and her mind, when she first started it, it was just a hobby, which for me is fine. For those of you guys that are saying, oh my God, I don't need systems. This is just a hobby. Cool. I'll see you in a couple of years when it takes off. Or I won't because it doesn't. So her coming to me at that, or Jason coming to me at that time, he was like, look, this is the mindset she has. She doesn't have the entrepreneur mindset. But let me tell you, man, I know it's going to blow up. She's going to need your help, but you're going to have to help me convince her. I was like, bet. I don't convince nobody, however, comma. When they're ready, mm. people come and find me. They get referred to me. I don't beg nobody for nothing. So months go by, probably around February, Halani and Jason hit me up and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? She's like, Hey, you know, I talked to her about everything that's going on. And if you know her in her heart, she is so amazing. and so dope, but she was very stern. She was like, okay, but these prices are a little high. I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. The price is the price. So she was like, I don't think I need it right now. Cause it's just a hobby. Cool. Absolutely. No problem. And this is a story for many people. So don't feel like it's just her. So about around November is right after Black Friday and I'm sitting in California, sitting on my best friend's couch just to eat all the leftover turkey with the itis. And I look at my phone and who do I see on there? But Halani. I said, there she go. Come on. Come on in, girl. I know. Rick James fingers. Come on. Bring it in. Bring it in. Rick James fingers. Come on in, girl. And I got on the phone and she was like, Connie, uh, I accidentally made a million dollars and, uh, I don't have any systems. I said, I know, honey, let's get started. And we started to work together. And I can't even tell you what she's on track to make this year. But when I tell you, she was one of my favorite clients that I've ever had. She's been so phenomenal. Her mind was open. And I think one of, even with, even outside of the financial part, the biggest part for me was watching her change her mindsets where now she has her own boss university, where now she's bringing people in and helping them change their mindset and being able to, Watch that transition. I went to her house when we first started and I sat on her couch with her and Jason sitting across and he was quiet, which y'all know for Jason to be quiet. He really, and I tell you somebody love their wife, that dog on Jason love him some Halani, right? So he's sitting on the couch and he was like, just, you know, just rock with her. You know, we, uh, she, she finally brought you in. Let's do this. So he's sitting there quietly and I asked her what she dreamed about. And she said, Connie, I don't dream. He's like, what do you mean you don't dream? He said, I don't dream. He said, if it's not, I, it has to be a reality. Like, I don't dream. As a firefighter, especially as a chief, you don't get a chance to just dream about things. This is reality. It's really life or death. So I, I've never dreamed before. 
I was like, oh, honey, well, we're we about to dream now. So I gave her an assignment to write every day in a journal about what her thoughts were, about what she wanted, about she, what she wanted to leave her kids, about what she wanted Riley and, and King to be able to have, about what she wanted Body Envy to be. And every single day, she would send me a picture of it. That I was her accountability partner as well as her operational systems manager. And every single day, the journal got longer, the paragraphs got longer, the pages got longer, and now she actually has her own journal out. So watching that journey from beginning to from beginning to year two, I am beyond proud, beyond proud of her journey. She talks about it often. She talked about it at the conference we did together. She talks about it on her lives all the time, which is why I'm okay with sharing it. Because um, otherwise, all the stories of people, especially when you see people with larger names and clients that I've had that people know publicly, that's everybody's story. I get the late night calls. I get the six months later. I get the three, four year later calls because it's never a rush for me. My company isn't going anywhere. The goal is to get everybody else's company to still be sustainable, just like mine has been. So that's everybody's journey. And the crazy thing is, and, and I'll be doing a post that kind of talks about some of my clients that you guys, that social media knows. 90% of my clients you'll never see. 90% of my clients, you'll never know who they are. That 10% that you see because, you know, Instagram, you know, they have large followings and because they talk about me on their lives or they talk about me and they refer people to me, that 10% you'll see, absolutely love them. The other 90% are those that come in because they already know what they need. They come to me straight and direct. Hey, I heard you're the best at this. All right, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. So it's, it's been a great journey. And, and Halani is one of the many clients that has done that same I'm okay. I don't need it right now. And they were. Hey, hey, big head. Hey, big head. Hey, stranger. Hey, stranger. <laughs> I love a good hey, big head text because that just means that they was thinking about me and they missed me. Hey, big head. I'm done. Y'all be. I'm I'm done. <laughs> Booz, what's your final question? <laughs> Man, nah. I mean, I think this was great, Connie. I definitely appreciate the the just the mindset, the mentality, and I think the the confidence that you speak from about the importance of what you do, right? And and you could tell somebody is really walking it because they're not desperate, right? So I, I definitely just uh, I guess my my way of saying thank you, and, and and from what I'm seeing, I think it's really dope to see you do what you do. Um, lastly, you know, uh, of course, as a person of faith. I liked your favorite scripture. There was that interview that I was watching and, and you talked about your favorite scripture and you talked about how, you know, people typically just uh, use the part that's almost convenient for them, but they don't talk about that final piece. So just as you close out, you know, maybe talk about your favorite scripture and uh, give us some words of wisdom. Absolutely. And thank you for asking. I'd love to talk about um, that scripture because it's important to me. And it should be important to everybody else because if it was written, again, the Bible is nothing but a big old SOP, it's a big old standard operating procedure. Here's how you do X, Y, and Z to get to X amount of Z. I digress on that. So my favorite scripture, <laughs> my favorite scripture is Habakkuk 2.2, Habakkuk 2.2. And it's one of those scriptures where people love to pick it apart, just like the one about grass and everything that comes from the earth is got yeah, that same kind of thing. But it's one of the ones that people pick apart, but they never follow through. So the part that we're familiar with is the write the vision and make it plain. Right. We know that. Write the vision and make it plain. It's the second part that makes a big difference. It's the so that those that come after you may run with it. Mm. 
That is exactly what documentation means. What you're doing today has nothing to do with you. Everything that you're writing and documenting has nothing to do with where you're going. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has to do with those that come after you. If we're looking to build something, because generational wealth is such a crazy word right now. Everybody's talking about it. Generational wealth is that. It's like back in the day, everybody was a coach, right? So generational wealth is one of those words that you just throw around all willy-nilly. But with you cannot create generational wealth without generational documentation. You cannot create generational wealth without generational documentation, because what are you passing down? Your thoughts, your memories, your ideas, you can't pass that stuff down. You can only pass down what's documented. You can only continue and have a sustainable business by what's documented. So my goal is for people to understand that both parts of that scripture are important. Yes, I need you to write the vision and I need you to make it plain, but I need you to understand that what you're writing isn't for you. That takes us back to the conversation about common sense, because common sense isn't common. Documentation is. So if you're writing things down based on what you think is common sense, you're not really writing for somebody who will never meet you. My business can run literally my everything that I document. I have my daughter read it. What does this mean to you? Well, that means that um, if they take this step, then they should do this one next. I'm documented so that, that way the generations that come after me, they can run with it. I'm already running. I'm already running. I'm flying out here. But it's the generations that are coming after me and the generation after that and the generation after that. I don't think people realize how far in advance generations are. Generations aren't just your kid. It's generational wealth. So if we're going to create something that lasts beyond us, we have to document it for the future. We have to document it for where our business is growing to. We have to think with the mindset that God had when he set out here and told us all the stuff we're supposed to do. If we want to follow the Bible, the Quran or whatever you're following, it's still documented. You're still reading it from somewhere. You're still having to look at what the processes are that they're telling us. The process is the big picture, right? How does this thing work? Your procedure is a breakdown from every single step from the, okay, what's step one to get this process done? What's step two to get this process done? You say you want to go to heaven. Okay, great. Heaven is the process. You say, how do we get there? Okay, you got to accept Jesus Christ. All of these are procedures that go into the bigger picture of it, right? And then what's the policy? The policy is the rule that governs the processes and the procedures. Those are the things where it's the if and then, if you do this and then this is going to happen. If you don't do that, then this is going to happen. That's exactly how it works. So if we're not creating those processes, policies, and procedures in order to create something that's sustainable, we'll never have the generational wealth. Your business will die with you. Because one thing I know for sure is that one day I'm not going to be here, but my name will. And that's more important than anything that I'm doing right now for me, because everything I do is based on the generation after me. Moose, I don't, I don't think you left the final word for me. I don't think you, I don't think you did that for me. But <laughs> so first off, I couldn't even get too much jokes out of this because um, you were so fire. I can't stand you. I just want to put that out there. I can't stand you. You're beyond dope. But it was important. This is my way of saying thank you for how dope you are, and I'm really big and moose is huge on this too for showing people who work more behind the scenes of the talent 
like the talent always gets, you know, praised and we dissect them and all the lessons, but it's really the people who are behind the scenes that need to get all the praise because they're the reason why certain brands are, you know, as successful as they are. And that's why we wanted to bring you on here to give you your flowers and praise while you're living. You know what I mean? But um, do me a favor. Talk to them real quick about the book. I heard there's a course coming soon, you know, around Black Friday, depending when you hear this of uh, 2021. I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, right? Um, but talk to them about that. And then have we normally end it with Moose's final words, but give the person, the people, maybe one more bar. Just one more bar, hmm. not that whole bar. Just one more, uh, so they know where you they can find you, and just one more gem. Awesome, thank you, Nikki. I appreciate y'all and these amazing flowers. I'm so happy. So um, you can find me at Connie S Falls. S is for systems. You don't forget the Z and Jay Z. Don't forget the S and Connie S Falls. Two social. What, what you got to say? You got something to say, Nikki? I know it was coming. I, listen, I can't do jokes in this one. I can't. You're not leaving room for me to even crack on you. Okay? So. <laughs> yes. I just knew they were going to roast me the whole time. <laughs> so you can find me anywhere at Connie S. Falls. Um, the course, it's it's been a long time coming. And I'm only doing it because I did ask, did people want it and they did ask and 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 I know how important it is. I prayed in 2020 about why people don't understand why this is so important. Why don't they understand why the operation I know I know it's not fun. There's nothing sexy about operational systems except for me. There's nothing out here that makes it sound cool writing standard operating procedures. <laughs> you're not passing that. You're not doing you're not passing it. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> It's nothing. It's nothing fun about it. I, like what I do is super boring. Like it's standard operating procedures, policies, process, workflows. Nobody cares about that. It's not fun, but it's imperative, right? So when I prayed about it, it was like, "Yo, why aren't you telling them?" And I was like, "Oh, that's rude. You want me to go out here and talk to the people about it?" He's like, "Yeah, you don't want to know." He's like, "Okay, but you know my anxiety and ADHD, my mind be everywhere." I, I, but it, it's what I'm called to do. So I have to do my part. I have to put out this course. Um, I'm going to make sure that it has every single step that you need in order to build out the operational systems for your business, which is why it's taken time to be able to create. But it's something that whether you're just starting up or if you're already established, that you'll be able to go step by step and be able to get it. I'm super excited about that course. Plan for it to be out for Black Friday 2021. So that way you guys can go into a new year with a fully systematized business. Um, the last thing that I want to leave with you guys is that not only can you not create generational wealth without generational documentation, but this is our only life. This is all we get. We don't get a do-over. We don't get a chance to come back and try things a different way another time. This is really, really, really important to me. I want to make sure that especially when you're talking about women, minorities, and veterans, that we're creating something that will last forever the fact that Nikki even had to stop and say, I don't know when you'll be listening to this is because she has a system in place where this thing is going to be able to be automated. You cannot automate a mess. So the fact that this is well put together, this is organized is because she has a system in place to make sure that whether it's 2021 
or 2020, 2030, this podcast will still be around, right? So my, my goal and the last thing I'll leave you guys with is to make sure that you take time out to invest in your operational systems. If you want something that's going to outlive you, please make sure that you're investing in that because you don't get another cookie. You don't get not one cookie for working yourself to death. You won't get a cookie. You don't get an extra. You don't, you don't get a trophy. You don't get a participation. You don't get a hustling grind trophy because you've worked yourself to death. And if you've never sat bedside with someone as they're giving their dying words, telling me how their business should be run so that way their kids can keep running it, you won't understand the importance of what I'm saying today. So what I'm asking you is understand that trophy not coming. Stop working yourself to death. Go and live your life and enjoy being an entrepreneur and then go from entrepreneur to CEO. Thank you, y'all.